There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device. Every day they release a new episode that investigate the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers. And you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. It's a good show. Hi, Steve. This is calling from Dr. Wong's office here at Lenscrafters in... I was just really calling uh, just to remind you it's almost been a year since your last eye exam. Now, if you're interested, we do have a space pulled aside for you, just a potential exam. Obviously, it's not an official because you would have to confirm it, but we do have a space pulled aside for you for the 19th of June at 12.40, if you're interested. Now, if you're interested, the number here is um, If there's something we could get for you that's more convenient, uh, we could definitely accommodate. Um, and you have a wonderful week. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, folks. You gotta take care of your eyes. I know that's a really weird way to start this podcast off, but just as I was about to hit record, I noticed that I had a phone message and it was from a number I didn't know. And it was from Lens Crafters, which oddly enough is where I do get my glasses and it's where, well, usually sometimes I use Warby Parker. Um... But just out of convenience and speed, I always go to LensCrafter. They have an eye exam place in their office. And um, you can usually just walk in and do an appointment. And they're pretty good. I have no complaints with them. So it's been a year and I just got this reminder phone call (laughs) from a very cheery British man. Which I would not have expected from a... Lens crafters in Burbank. I guess I got to call him back. He was very polite. <laughs> um, what's up, everybody? It is Wednesday, June 6th. Guess who's by himself again? I, uh, I posted a photo on my own Instagram, not on the We're No Doctors, but all day I've been trying to get people to do this podcast part of it is my problem in waiting so long I literally wait till the last two possible days to start asking people to do it but I sent busy a text last night going hey are you in town and if not can you record by phone tomorrow and uh, she never replied so, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm a little annoyed. Uh, this is becoming a huge fucking chore. I need someone to uh, handle the bookings and scheduling for me because I wait till the last minute. Um, this is something that we should be recording like. This comes out on a Thursday. You're listening to this. It's probably Thursday right now. 
I should be recording it the very a new episode on a Friday. Ugh, my fucking neighbors. <laughs> I should be going into the studio at Starburns. They have an amazing state-of-the-art studio. They record Rick and Morty there. I don't want to do this on my shitty microphones anymore out of my car sometimes. I'm doing this now in my kitchen on my computer, not on a a Zoom portable uh, audio recorder. I'm using Logic for you tech heads out there. I used to record on Pro Tools when I was recording songs and stuff, but um, I just never in the... Eight or nine years I was using Pro Tools, I never really was able to wrap my head around the full program. I found it very complicating. Complicated. And also about 50% of the time, I'd open it up to record and it wouldn't record. I'd have to call my friend to walk me through it. And he'd be like, oh, did you click this button? And it was always just one minor button. And so I switched to Logic, which is, it's like a more uh, advanced version of GarageBand. If you have an Apple and you're looking to do a podcast, I recommend uh, Logic. It's really easy to use. Also, just use uh, GarageBand. Oh my God, there's so many noises in my neighborhood. This is annoying. I, I would love to just every, I would have love ideally to have a one dedicated time period, one day each week to come in and record this podcast. Like, hey, it's Friday, two o'clock, go in and record your podcast. Done. Or record two in a row so you can have some to bank if you have to work the next week. Um, you know, we did our first two episodes of this podcast at Starburns and they sound amazing. Um, uh, but I am going to have a guest. I'm going to call, I'm going to call my friend Adam Goldberg, who you may know from, uh, Saving Private Ryan first season of Fargo on FX, um, the Hebrew hammer. Maybe you also know him from my personal favorite dazed and confused. Um, I've known Adam for, well, uh, seven years now, six or seven years we bonded. Well, we first met because we both got in on the vine app you know that remember that app where you can make 6 second videos Adam and I got in really early on and he was doing some amazing stuff on Vine like really uh like in, honestly innovative like techniques of recording and stuff his vines were amazing and I was just doing really dumb but funny mostly dumb videos and um that's how we met. We both did. They did like a panel, a vine panel at uh, this theater. And it was myself and Adam and James Urbaniak and Gillian uh, Jacobs from um, 
well, at the time from community, now from a million things, she's blown up, and uh, a couple other people, and so that's how I met Adam, and then we uh, both discovered we both have vertigo. Adam probably has it worse than I do. <laughs> I dare say Adam probably has everything worse than I <laughs> I do. Um, he's my go-to person, uh, you know, when I'm having medical issues. I text Adam. I've had a text chain with Adam for years now. He'll text me when he's dizzy or sick and vice versa. Um, in fact, when my ex-girlfriend had originally, uh, recommend I do a podcast about health and hypochondria and all my issues, my first thought was Adam. I should have Adam. It should just be me and Adam. And then when I pitched it at, um, at Starburns, they're like, no, it has to be a girl, which I can see why it, it definitely has helped having a female perspective because I don't know anything about birth and you know all the female issues that come with health and um but honestly (laughs) I haven't recorded I've recorded with busy maybe twice in two months uh so I don't know uh but Adam is my uh He's the person I usually go to when I have problems. Uh, We've had a long-running exchange on text message. Also, my friend Liz uh, is now involved. So I do have a female perspective. (laughs) Adam and Liz and I text each other constantly about our health issues. And um, honestly, we should publish these tweets. Not tweets, these texts in a book. It, it's fascinating. Um, but it's not really hypochondria, you know, I know I say I'm a hypochondria. <laughs> I'm a hypochondria. I know I say I'm a hypochondriac, but, uh, it really is. Um, I really do have medical issues. I don't, I, I think I'm less a hypochondriac and a little more neurotic and it sucks being a hypochondriac and also at the same time having actual issues. Um, so, uh, so I'm going to call Adam in a little while. He's running errands. He actually just texted me. I have a couple errands, so it's a little more start and stop than I realized. Maybe it's best when I get home. Um, which will be in about an hour, but I can let you know with a few minutes heads up. Uh, cool. I am replying. Just let me know. So, um, yeah, let me read, uh, let me go to some listener emails. All right. Let's see. Oops, that's the wrong account. Here we go. No docs. By the way, for those of you who are first-time listeners, our uh, email is nodocspodcast at gmail.com. So if you have uh, medical-related stuff, um, 
You can email myself and busy. I'm pretty much the one who, um, uh, reads these. Um, all right. Here's one from a listener named Linda. The topic is thoughts on dying. Hi, Stephen Busy. I can't tell you how much I love the podcast. I live in Sydney, Australia. G'day. That's me. She didn't write g'day. <laughs> and listen to your show at work. It's the highlight of my week. Uh, I do have to say, I just started working on a new show. Uh, this new Genji Cohen show. Genji Cohen, uh, who uh, you may know is the creator of shows like Glow on Netflix or Orange is the New Black. Or weeds. Um, so I'm on her new show. I'm a recurring character. Hopefully I'm not on her first failure. <laughs> but the lead actress is um, Australian. She's awesome. Uh, okay, back to the email. I'm midway through Steve's solo episode number 35, Genie Crisis. <laughs> Ugh, I'm an idiot. Um and had to stop and write this email. Steve, when you were talking about death, dying, and the death of your father, it rang so true to me. My mom passed away from breast cancer almost two years ago, and shortly after, 12 weeks later, uh, my dad died of a heart attack, or what we like to think was a broken heart. Uh, they were both 68. Um, I'm very sorry to hear that, Linda. That's, that's heavy. I don't know... Um, what I would have done losing my father and mother that close to each other. Um, but it actually, I think happens. Uh, it's not unheard of. It happens fairly uh, often um, where one spouse will die and then the other um, just kind of passes away not long after that. It's It's oddly... It's very sad for the children, for the family, and for the friends, but it's almost oddly comforting, I think, for um, for the spouse. It just, I know, I mean, the first couple of years of after my dad passed away, my mom seemed very depressed, and rightly so. You know, she was married to this person for decades, and all of a sudden they're gone. That's so just... That's just a, I mean, just have your life change so much so quickly. Um, I can't even imagine. I don't want, want to have to imagine. Anyway, on the morning uh, my mom died, I was driving my dad from the hospital. He was clearly in shock. And whilst looking out the window, he said, look at everyone just going about their daily routine like nothing has happened. At first, I thought this was a strange thing to say, but I realized that when something like this happens for you, the world slows down and stops for a while. You do get mad, sad, and jealous of people having fun, laughing, going to work, being normal. I still get pangs of sadness when I see my friends posting photos with their parents, enjoying their grandchildren. I must admit, as naive as it sounds, I just assumed you grow up, maybe get married, maybe have kids, live a good life until you get old, then around 90, 95, you die. I never, it never occurred to me that, um, that it doesn't always work that way. I know it sounds silly even writing it. It really is weird. You know, we grow up thinking life works, uh, in a specific way, you know, 
I mean, there's a a generality to you exactly what you just said, Linda. You are born, you have your childhood, you grow up, you move out, you get married, you get a job, you have kids. You both live to be very old and then pass away and, you know, in your 80s or 90s. And that's ideal, but um, that really does not happen. I I feel like, honestly, after my dad died, I feel like that happens less than we make it out to happen. Um, anyway, keep it up, guys. You make a difference, Linda. Thanks for your uh, email, Linda. I'm very sorry about your parents. Um, yeah, I actually, I saw, I went to a movie last night, a screening of this new movie with Tony Collette called Hereditary. It's kind of a horror movie, but it has a lot to do with death and grief. And I, for a horror movie, I found myself crying a lot. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of death in this movie. And um, Tony Collette, who's the star of the movie, should, I know because it's an Oscar, is not going to get, or because it's a horror movie, is not going to get an Oscar. But um, Jesus Christ, she really. Did an incredible job playing a, a, a someone grieving, and um, ugh, it is a fucked up movie. If you're not into like horror movies, I don't know if you should see this movie. Uh, it's called Hereditary. I think it comes out um, this Friday. Hey everybody, what's up? We have a new sponsor this week, one that I'm super, super, incredibly, duper, super excited about, and that would be Sun Basket. Food delivered to your house every week, um, and it was so easy and convenient. Um, and this is a sponsor that is like, we would ideally love for this person to try out the product before they um, endorse it, which I am all for. Uh, and, um, Sunbasket made it super easy. I, I, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I cannot cook. I'm a horrible cook for me. Cooking at home is heating up ramen. Like, and I mean like that top ramen stuff or making a peanut butter <laughs> sandwich or, what I consider to be cooking, actually cooking for me is pasta, like boiling water and putting noodles in until it gets soft. That's cooking to me. I'm horrible. I, I have a couple of friends who I've been saying for the past couple months, let's take a cooking class. I really want to learn how to cook uh, because I don't know what I'm doing. Well, guess what? Uh, in the past week, I have made, let me tell you this. I made seared pork with blueberry apricot sauce. Um, I made lettuce wrap turkey burgers. I made steak fajita lettuce wraps with New Mexican chili salsa. All I had to do was just read instructions. I had everything delivered. It came in a box right to my front porch. I opened it up, put it in the refrigerator, and then each night I was like, all right, let's try the... Um, Let's try the turkey burgers. Uh, and it was all there. The lettuce was there. The the seasonings are there. The meat's there. 
And by the way, you don't have to get uh, meat options. You get 18 weekly recipes to choose from. So you just go on, use the um, use the Sun Basket app, and you just go to their site and you choose from 18, 18 a week. That is bonkers. Um, and I'm a really picky eater, so I just went in and it was super easy. I like meat. What can I say? But there's paleo options, there's gluten-free, there's vegetarian, there's vegan, there's pescatarian, and a lot more. Um, And also, it's all um, from the best farms and suppliers with organic produce, uh, responsibly raised meats and seafoods. Um, So you're not getting a lot of, uh, you know, garbage and chemicals in in your food and meats. It it was amazing. And... I cannot, I still cannot believe I made this stuff and I made it well. I was like, it's a bummer that I'm single and I had no one to, (laughs) I have no one to share this with, but, uh, I was super proud of myself. Uh, everything is pre-measured, pre-measured, easy to prepare. Um, and it took like less than 30 minutes. Like, I think all their stuff is like 30 minutes top, um, so there's something for everyone's uh, health journey, and um, and if you're busy, I'm not busy, but if I was, I would still be able to do this in like 30 minutes. It was amazing. It was also really exciting just to come home and have a gigantic box of food, and it's packaged, you know, with uh, with a cooled box, like none of the stuff goes bad, and... Um, Oh, God, it was like Christmas coming. You know when you come home and you have an order, you know, something that you ordered online and it's there waiting? It's like an adult version of Christmas. So uh, go to sunbasket.com slash no docs today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's pretty good. That's sunbasket.com slash no docs, N-O-D-O-C-S, for $35 off. Sunbasket.com slash no docs. Enjoy. Um, here's a, an email from someone named Danica. Um, and the subject is, I love you both, exclamation mark. Well, how can I not read this? Hey, Steve, I love the show. It cracks me up. I just finished the episode with Greg and the part about life and little moments inspired me. I think I love the show that shows that talk about mental health the most. It's so helpful for me to hear other people's stories. Your podcast makes me feel like weird is totally normal. Thank you. I'd love to hear you guys bring on more guests from homeopathic, uh, naturopaths, naturopaths, holistic health ideologies. I've been practicing that life for the past six years and it is so fascinating whether one believes in it or not, it's cool to think about, and it's made a massive difference in my life. Love you guys. Shine on, Danica. Uh, thanks, Danica. Um, well, as everyone who's been listening since the beginning of this podcast, you know, I could talk mental health uh, for hours. It's um, it's something that fascinates me still to this day. I mean. I'm I'm a person who's fascinated by how the the brain works. I w- I would love to have a doctor on uh to talk about this like a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist or both. Um yeah, it uh it's so fascinating. 
you know, I meet so many people who are just like, oh, I suffer from this. <laughs> I suffer from this. I'm on this Medicaid. You know, I've said it before. I had no idea until I started talking about my mental health before I came out and admitted admitted that I had um, problems. I thought it was just me. I didn't honestly. And I mean, this was, you know, very early on. I was suffering from this stuff before computers. So I couldn't do a, a Google search to figure out that, oh, I'm having panic attacks. Uh, so I just lived with them and I was really good at hiding them. And, um, so I love talking about it just because usually when I do, and when we've done episodes of this podcast, like the one with Andy Richter about depression, or when I've done other people's podcasts, there's a great podcast, uh, you should check out, um, uh, by a comedian named Paul Gilmartin and it's called the mental illness happy hour. And I, I did an episode. Did I do two? I think I've only done one episode. Um, but he really, I mean, his whole podcast revolves around mental illness. And it's fascinating. And he has a lot of comedians on. So there's, you know, um, some levity. But uh, there are episodes that are really heavy and really deep. And um, he's really doing a great thing for mental illness. And... Um, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I love talking about it. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. You know, I love movies. I love photography. I could talk about that stuff, but I honestly love talking about mental illness. I wish I could just raise so much more awareness for this and make people realize that they're not alone. Because oddly enough, a lot of people, it's very alienating when you're having uh, mental issues, um, whether it's depression or anxiety or panic, uh, panic attacks. Um, it's super alienating and it's, and it feels very specific to you. Uh, even, even once I realized I was having panic attacks I still felt like, ah, you know, nobody really knows how this feels. You know, I'm having this panic attack, but I know people suffer from this stuff, but this, surely nobody is experiencing what I'm experiencing. Um, but I want everyone to know that you are not alone, and when you're ha have, suffering from anxiety or depression or panic attacks, whatever you're feeling, millions, literally millions of people have experienced as well. And a lot have pulled through and come out on the other side. So it's not something that's impossible. Um, the first step is just realizing that this is an issue that you have and you have to deal with it and then dealing with it, you know. Uh, it helps to talk to friends, especially ones who are suffering from the same illnesses or similar illnesses. But it really, really helps to talk to uh, a therapist, you know, a shrink. It's mind blowing. You know, I um, I think I've talked about this before, like the first time I went to therapy. Maybe I didn't. 
although I don't understand how, how I wouldn't have talked about this. Sorry, my brain is fuzzy and I'm almost 50, so my memory is poor. <laughs> um, but I was probably, you know, 29 or 30. Yeah, probably in my, yeah, probably 29 or 30. And um, I had been kicked out of the Groundlings, which is an improv and sketch comedy theater. And it was a place I had been spending almost every day of my life at that theater for years. And then to ha suddenly be told you can't come back, it was depressing. I mean, that was my creative outlet was the Groundlings Theater. And so all of a sudden that creativity or the outlet was taken away from me and I did not know what to do because it was my first real place to go where I had a community of friends that felt the same and wanted to do the same thing as me and who were inspiring me. And, uh, and then it was just gone and I went through like severe depression and, um, my girlfriend at the time was like, you need to see a shrink. You need to see a therapist. And I was like, no, I, <laughs> it's so funny looking back on it now. I was like, no, I'm fine. You know, I'm just a little depressed that this has gone away from me. Uh, you know, I'll pull out of it eventually. But I was not pulling out of it fast enough. I think I was making her miserable with my depression. And uh, she kept bringing it up. She's like, you really should talk to somebody about this and not me. I mean, I, I'll gladly talk with you about it, but you should talk to a professional. And... Uh, I did it originally just to uh, make her stop, <laughs> make her stop bringing it up. I was like, fine, I'll do it just to <clears throat> just to make you happy. And so she had a friend who uh, was seeing this therapist that she really liked. So she got me this woman's phone number. Ah, water. And so I made an appointment and I was driving there and I was honestly really nervous. Even though I was like, I don't, I don't need this. I had a great childhood. My childhood was awesome. My dad was great. My mom was great. Uh, we were upper middle class. Uh, I, I never wanted for anything. I, I go, why do I need therapy? I feel fine. And so I go in, but I was still nervous. I was like, oh, God, what if they uncover something horrifying that I've been burying deep in my brain? And so uh, I go in, and I'm sitting in her office, and she comes in. Very nice woman. And uh, she immediately, I mean, like right off the bat, she's like, so tell me about your family. <laughs> Within like five minutes, I was sobbing. I was fucking sobbing. Within five minutes, I don't know where it came from, but uh, that hour went by so incredibly fast, and it was so cathartic. You know, she was like, um, "That's." she's like, we're out of time. She's like, um, I'll see you next week. And I was like, that couldn't have been an hour. She goes, yeah, I know. It seems to go fast a, a lot of times for people, and... I go, can we just keep going? <laughs> She's like, no, I have other people I got to see. 
And she's like, in an hour seems like about the right amount of time. That's, that's usually how it works. She's like, just, you know, sit on what we've said, you know, for the next week and come back. And I left there craving therapy. First, I almost said first episode, first session. I walked out of there going, I, I can't wait to go back. I spent a whole week just excited, uh, about going back. And I, um, I saw this woman for years and it was so helpful and it, uh, uncovered a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of my issues, a lot of my, uh, I had control issues, meaning I didn't like to feel out of control, which was part of the reason I didn't like flying. And I didn't realize this. I had a fear of flying and I, part of it was I'm not in control. I'm sitting in this plane. I could die at somebody else's hand and I would have no say in the matter, you know, um, going back to my fear of throwing up, that's a control issue as well, you know, cause you're never more out of control when you're puking. It's not like you can go do something. You're, you're just kind of hunched over and you're at the mercy of your virus. So I had, uh, you know, I through therapy, like, and very quickly found, you know, realizing I had control issues. I had, um, I was a people pleaser. I still am. I hate when someone is mad at me. I, I can't stand the fact that someone might be disappointed in me or mad at me. Um, it really explains a lot. I highly recommend therapy. Um, and you know, I know a lot of people, it takes a few times to find the right therapist. Um, I, I, I feel like I've gotten really lucky with therapy and medication and, um, yeah, but where was I going with all this? Oh yeah. I just obviously like talking about mental illness, namely mine. Cause usually when I talk about it, I, there's a lot of emails I get or comments from people going, Oh my God, I have the exact same thing or, Oh my God, I feel the exact same way. And, um, it's great to hear somebody talking about it. I love listening to other people talk about it. I think it's exciting to see someone, um, giving in and, uh, deciding to help themselves. Nothing few things make me more, uh, happy and excited, um, than someone just who's been suffering for a long time going, I, uh, I'm fucked up and I've been fucked up for a long time and I need to get help. It's such a rad, <laughs> it's such an awesome feeling to be able to say that. And then also just to see someone else, uh, realize that and, know that they're on their way to getting help. Um, how about we go to an email? Um, oh, this is one from someone <laughs> named, oh boy, Carol, Carolyn. The topic is a skin tag nightmare. Uh, courtesy of Dr. Oz. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Hi, Steve. 
while back, I remember you mentioning skin tags. And ever since then, I can't stop thinking about what happened to me and my skin tags several years back. I had one on my neck that was bumming me out. <laughs> uh, I, ha- I have one under my arm right now, and it's... Ugh, I fucking hate them. Ugh, I hate skin tags. One day I happened to catch an episode of Dr. Oz and he showed a home remedy for skin tag removal. <laughs> he did not, however, actually do it on a real person, which should have been a red flag. <laughs> uh, basically, you just tie a piece of thread <laughs> around the base of the skin tag. You know how some have a narrower, uh, in quotes, neck or stock. Uh, she wrote, so gross. And wait for it to painlessly fall off in a day or two. Sounded great to me. What could go wrong? I grabbed the first thread I could find, which was black. Mistake number one, as I am a super white person. I tied it tightly around the skin tag base and snipped the ends of the thread short. That's mistake number two. And it's not as if that made it less noticeable. (laughs) Within a few seconds, it was super uppercase super painful and it was also completely impossible to remove the thread (laughs) it was just tied so tightly around something very small and the ends were so short there was no way to undo it it also looked insane (laughs) as it was a black thread and in a very visible area on my neck That's a funny visual. There was nothing I could do. I iced it and hoped it would get less painful in a while, which it eventually did. I also really hoped it would work since the skin tag falling off was the only way I could see to get the thread off without medical intervention. I did not relish the idea of going to the dermatologist with this scenario on my neck. It did eventually fall off after about three days, three long scarf-wearing days. So although it did work, I do not recommend. Love the pod, both with with and without busy. Keep it up, Steve. Carolyn. Uh, thank you, Carolyn. Um, you know, it's funny. I've heard of that technique for getting rid of skin tags as well. Um, I'm friends with a comedian named Maria Bamford. I'm fairly certain it was Maria who told me that her father is a dermatologist. God, maybe it wasn't Maria. I, I, I'm fairly certain it was Maria, though. She told me her father was a, a dermatologist. And, I had, and she brought it up because I think I had mentioned a skin tag. And she's like, oh, yeah, my dad said you can just take a like a sewing thread and make a loop like a slip knot, put it over the skin tag, and then tighten it. And it cuts off the blood flow into the skin tag. Because apparently there's blood going into it, which just kind of nourishes it and lets it grow. <laughs> so disgusting. But um I never tried it and it's a lot of it's for the reason you mentioned Carolyn it's the uh you have a string hanging off your skin. <laughs> Although I don't think you clipping the ends really short made a difference. I think once you tied it a string around the base of your skin tag so tight, there was no way you could have loosened it. I, I, I really don't think that made a difference. Um, but it did fall off, so that's... At least there was a light at the end of that tunnel. 
I had one. I went into a dermatologist because I had a rash. I think it was uh, just like from walking and my legs rubbing together. This was a long time ago. Or, or like I was swimming in the ocean and I got this rash. I go to the doctor and uh, he gave me something to put on it. And then I was like, oh, I got a couple skin tags. And he just froze them off like boom, super quick. And um, yeah, I highly recommend that. I don't know how expensive that is. It was fairly cheap. It seemed fairly cheap at the time. But I think the last time I went into a dermatologist was about a year and a half ago had these weird bug bites and um i went in and i asked i go hey can we get rid of some skin tags and i think they quoted me a price that i was like never mind so they're not in a visible place so i don't really i don't give a shit anymore i've given up I just straight giving up, folks. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's ad time, and we've got a new sponsor, Quip. Uh, The truth is most of us are brushing our teeth wrong, not for long enough, and forget to change our brushes on time. That's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing, but not Quip. So what makes Quip so different? Uh, For starters, Quip is an electronic toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help you clean your teeth. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. I honestly didn't know you were supposed to brush for two minutes. I'm in and out way too quick, which is probably why I've been at the dentist so often. Uh, Next, Quip's subscription plans are for your health not just your convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Um, That's the other thing. I didn't know you were supposed to switch brush heads or brushes every three months. To be honest, in the past, I have been only switching toothbrushes after I've been sick. Which is probably a good idea. You have the flu. You don't want to uh, keep using the same brush. <laughs> but as someone who's not sick all the time, I go for way longer than three months without changing uh, toothbrush heads. So now you know. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. Which hopefully for most of us is everywhere we go. <laughs> And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List. Honestly, this should be the top talking point. If you're on Oprah's O-List, this should be the top talking point. Uh, They were also named one of Time's Best Inventions and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Association. There, I got it out. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists, hygienists, and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. Okay, Quip starts at just $25, and if you get to quip.com slash nodocs, that's N-O-D-O-C-S, right now you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash nodocs.
That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash no docs. Check them out. And now back to the show. But yeah, um, my dad, that reminds me, I had when I was in college, I still have the goddamn scar from this. I had a wart on the very, the knuckle right at the end, just below my fingernail, that knuckle on my pinky, my left pinky. There was a wart on that finger, right on the knuckle, right above the knuckle. And it was kind of gnarly looking. It wasn't too huge, but it was just there and it bugged the shit out of me. I was always like fiddling with it with my thumb, the thumb on the same finger, if you can picture that, just like rubbing it sometimes raw. It was just, yeah, that's gross. (laughs) And so, uh, I told my dad, I was like, dad, I, I gotta, can we make an appointment with one of your dermatologist friends? I got this wart he's like oh he's like I'll take care of that (laughs) my dad was a huge fan of taking care of our medical issues at home I once split my knee open uh, in the backyard I slipped in some mud and just busted my knee wide open on a really sharp rock and uh I went into the house and my knee was just gushing blood. I was holding it like, I think I took my shirt off. I was holding it over the knee. And my mom was like, we got to take him to the emergency room and get stitches. My dad was like, fuck that. He didn't say fuck that. <laughs> my dad was like, no, we don't. He's like, I can stitch that up right here. He's like, let's clean it out. And he clean, you know, he rinsed it out, which hurt really bad he made me stand in the shower and rinse my leg off oh so gross there's just blood everywhere and then we went back you know wrapped a bandage around it then we went back down to the kitchen he had me sit on the kitchen table and he went and got he had (laughs) whatever the local anesthetic was he injected right into my knee and then he just got a thread and needle and gave me stitches. Like he, he disinfected it over a flame on the stove. This is weird now that I'm saying it out loud. (laughs) And then he gave me stitches like six or seven stitches on my knee. That was so gnarly. And uh, I also remember one time he was trimming the hedge in our backyard with an electric hedge trimmer. I mean, it's just a step below a chainsaw. And uh, the cord caught on a branch of something and it slipped out of his hand. And he cut his arm with the hedge trimmer just like really bad. I mean, like he came into the house and... My mom was like, oh, my God, we are taking you to the emergency room right now. He's like, no, I'm good. And I don't think he gave himself stitches, but I think he just bandaged it up. I literally think he just wrapped some gauze around it and taped it. Like my dad just, 
My dad just did not give a fuck. <laughs> but yeah, I got stitches on the kitchen table. He would give us flu shots at home. He would bring them home from work. He's like, all right, have a seat. Oh, but anyway, yes. <laughs> Sorry. So this wart. He's like, oh, I'll take that wart off. And he goes and gets this thing. It looked like a cottering iron. It was this little box that he plugged in the wall. And then it was just like this wand with a piece of metal sticking out of the end. And he basically, he again, got like, I don't know if it was Novocaine. It's Novocaine just for your mouth. Whatever he got, he got like a, you know, local anesthetic, shot it into my pinky in my hand until it was numb and then he just started melting this wart like he's, I have the biggest scar on my knuckle I don't know if it would show up if I took a photo but it's like the scar is bigger than the wart <laughs> so I don't know my dad was always doing weird shit like that I don't know why he had all this stuff. He, he, my dad was an anesthesiologist. He wasn't a dermatologist. He was, he, you know. Ugh. I once had to get stitches for a, I had a bi bicycle accident. I was mountain biking in the hills at night trying to ride trails by full moonlight and I fell and the pedals, you know, the pedals, pedals used to have, I don't know, maybe they still do. They would be like, have spikes on it, not spikes, but like teeth on the pedal so your feet would stick to them. That swung around and just sliced down the back of my calf. It made like a six or seven inch like slice, like really deep, like fillet on the back of my calf. I saw the scar from that one too. And um, I went to the emergency room. This was up in Napa Valley. And, um, First of all, I didn't even know it had happened. I mean, I knew I I fell off my bike, but I didn't know I had this wound on the back of my leg. And I was covered in mud, and I went in, and I showered, and I went back in the room, and I just had a towel around my waist, and I was, like, shaving or something. My roommate's like, oh, my God, dude. What'd you do to your leg? And I was like, what? And I looked, and it was just... Like it was filleted open and it was so deep, but it wasn't bleeding, which is weird. But it was like, I mean, like half an inch deep. It was like huge. And it was like six or seven inches long. And so I went to the emergency room and I was like, I think I might need stitches, but I don't know because there's no blood. And I showed the the nurse and she's like, uh, yeah, you need stitches. <laughs> So the doctor gave me stitches. It was no big deal. And then uh, I just remember he's like, come back in, you know, like 10 days or something. And we'll take the stitches out. And uh, I remember like 10 days later, I was like in my friend's dorm room. And I was like, oh, shit. I go, I got to go to the hospital and get my stitches taken out. He's like, what? He goes, no. He's like, they're going to charge you all this money. He's like, let me take your stitches out. <laughs> And so my friend, with an X-Acto knife, cut out the knots on the stitches and pulled them out, and it was fine. I want to go on record as not saying I recommend, A, giving yourself stitches, like Rambo or my father, 
B, I do not recommend taking them out yourself, even though it seemed fine. I also do not recommend the tie a knot around your skin tag. This is all, you know, we're no doctors. Take all this with a grain of salt. I'm just putting things out there that happened to me, things I've heard of. Uh, I think, you know, I've said it a billion times. Uh, if you have an issue, talk to your doctor first about before you do one of my weird remedies, you know, just like I mentioned how awesome activated charcoal is for diarrhea and vomiting. And then someone, someone wrote back, yeah, that's, uh, it is great, but you should also mention that it, uh, may stop your birth control from working. So always talk to your doctor before you try any of my weird bullshit uh, things. Anyway, it's been 44 minutes. Holy shit. Uh, I'm going to put this on pause and then see where Adam is. And then uh, next time you hear, hear my voice, I will be calling Adam Goldberg. Hold on. Okay, I'm back and I can't get... <laughs> I can't get a hold of Adam. What what the fuck is happening to my life? This is ridiculous. Um All right. Well, I mean, regardless, we did all we've recorded almost an hour, you guys. That's that's no small feat. I actually almost gave up today. I uh texted uh my producer at um, at Starburns, I said, Hey, uh, would it be too much of a bummer if I just didn't record today? I, I'm having trouble booking somebody. I can't get a hold of busy. And, um, they're like, just record something. We'll, we'll make it happen. Plus I have some ads to read. So those will be in here as well. So, um, I was just like, I almost gave up today, guys. I, um, no joke. It's getting, it's, it's exhausting. I got to get one of the producers at, at Starburns to book my show for me and just schedule it. I think it's just going to work out better for everybody. I, I need to stop waiting to the last minute to record an episode. I have to get, it's now 4 p.m., on Wednesday, ideally, I, I like to get these in by 5 p.m. on Wednesday so that the engineers at, at Starburns can uh, compress them and edit them and get them out. It's it's honestly not fair to uh, the people at Starburns that I make them wait around for me to get this in last minute. So I'm trying to figure it out, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And, um, well, you'll find out as I find out. <laughs> um, well, thank you for listening. Keep the emails coming in. Cause that makes honestly makes it easier for me to record these episodes. It's not the easiest thing for me to just talk off the top of my head for an hour. So when I do have emails to go to, um, when days like this happen, when I can't get a hold of busy, um, it just makes it all that easier. Um, so keep the emails coming. We're no doctors. <laughs> We're no doctors at gmail.com or no, I'm sorry. 
Jesus Christ, my brain is just mush. No doctors podcast. <laughs> now there's like a million people texting me at once while I'm trying to concentrate. No docs podcast at gmail.com. That's N O D O C S podcast at gmail.com. So keep the emails coming in. I enjoy them and um, it's awesome to hear from you guys. And um, that's it. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I will get Adam. He's going to do this. Um, he's just been out running errands. We we're going to try and do this by phone, but he's got a kid and work and he's in the process of moving. So this probably was just not meant to be, but I promise I'll get him on. He's a, he's a great guest. You can go find him on older episodes of my other podcast, Steve A.G. Uh, he did two of two episodes of those and it's basically us talking about the same stuff we would have been talking about today. So check those out and, um, have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend. Stay healthy. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Cause I know doctor. <laughs> Sorry. Bye. It's a good show. <laughs>